Welcome to the Blackburn Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Blackburn, and during this time, I'm going to share with you all the things that I wish I'd been told when I started a business. I'm the owner of Blackburn Consulting Accounting and Tax. There are so many things that I wish I knew when I started a business six years ago, and I want to make sure that you don't make the same mistakes I do. And along the way, I'm going to share all my lessons I've learned, all the joys, all the struggles, just pretty much everything what goes into being a boss. Thanks for joining us. So I took an unintentional break from the podcast. Here it is, April of 2022, and I have not recorded a podcast episode since August 27th of 2020. And why is that so important? Well, yeah, we had a pandemic. We had all that stuff going on, but that's not why I stopped recording. I stopped recording because I got super busy and super wrapped up in my business. There were times where I was just so exhausted Recording a podcast episode just seemed like impossible. And then there were other times where I had ideas and I thought, yeah, I'll record this as a podcast episode. And then my doubt would step in where I felt like I didn't have anything of value to say. But what I've come to realize is this has been a wonderful period of growth for my business. It's been a wonderful period of growth for me personally. And I've learned so many lessons that it would be wrong not to share them. Because there's so many business owners out there that could learn from the lessons that I have had to learn the hard way, right? And there's things to think about and things to um, hone yourself and your abilities with. And so I just decided uh, a few days ago that, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start recording podcast episodes again because I get asked so many things on a daily basis that I felt like a lot of these things need to be turned into podcast episodes so that when people ask me, I can say, hey, go listen to the podcast episode, you know, whatever, and let them know that that's where they can find their answer. Because, yeah, we all get tired of repeating the same things sometimes. But there's also been so many valuable lessons in this in Oh gosh, I just, they're endless. They really are endless because I've went through so much from that period of time. So I'll catch you up real quick on what all has happened and what started the, um, the sabbatical from the podcast. So in August of 2020, I'm sitting here at home. I've worked in my home office at that period for almost five years and frankly, was very happy with working from home. But there had started to be this unrest in the previous year of there was more. And I've known since day one that my business was not going to be a business that I worked out of my house forever. I just knew it. And I never saw that coming to an end. But at the same time, I knew it just was not going to always be that way and that it would morph and it would change. And I also had goals for my business, but they were really far away in my head. And they just felt like something that one day, one day, that's what I'll be. One day that'll happen. One day I'll, you know, start down that path. 
And the reason I had always worked out of my home is because, you know, I took care of my sister who has Down syndrome and I have a daughter who at the time was in elementary school. My husband was working all the time. We had dogs. You know, I have a son who's grown. (laughs) I have a granddaughter, all of the things. And it just made sense for home to be my base for the business. But at some point, that just changed mentally for me. And I don't know why I woke up one morning and I said to my husband, I'm going to start looking for an office today. To which he replied, I think that's great. It's about time. And I thought, why does he think that? (laughs) And so I did. I went online. I looked around the area. There was this office building about 10 minutes from my house that I have always wanted an office in because it's just beautiful architecture and the office is beautiful. And it's a, like, I guess you would call it a co-working space in a way. It's not, everybody has their own offices, but um, it's a, a building full of offices, businesses, you know, whether they be entrepreneurs or more corporate inclined or whatever, and lots of amenities and things going on there. And I thought about putting my office there. And so I called and inquired about space and they had just leased their last space. But she assured me to, you know, not give up because they quickly turn over space sometimes. And she felt like there were some that were getting ready to turn over. And so their spaces there vary from very small to very large. And she was like, you know, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a one one room, two room, you know, what kind of thing. And I said, you know, I'm looking for just one room with like a reception area. Because my thought was, I just need to hire a receptionist. And if I hire a receptionist, then, you know, that'll take away some of the admin stuff for me. That'll take away answering the phone, which I hate to do. And, you know, and have someone to greet guests and that kind of thing. And so she's like, okay. So I was kind of bummed because I thought, well, this is not, you know, going to work out. And then I put it out on Facebook and I said, hey, does anybody know where any office space is? And I had all these people coming back saying, yes, yes, yes. And they were talking about this one space. And it's a space that is less than two miles from my home. And I thought, well, yeah, but that's a really expensive area. I can't afford that space. I already knew it was quite a large space. Um, Because it was online listed and it had been listed for quite some time, a couple of years, in fact, it had been vacant. And so everybody kept pushing me that I should do this. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's expensive. I know what it costs. I just can't do this. I can't see going from a home office space to jumping in such a big expense. Um, But I ended up deciding after about 24 hours to make the call to the landlord and see if I could go look at the space. And so I did. And he agreed to meet me on a Sunday um, evening. And so I went there and I looked at the space and I fell in love with it. And I knew, even though the rent was too high for me, even though everything was going, yeah, this is a lot, Audrey, that it was what I was supposed to do. Um, I am one that is huge on my intuition. Huge. I either get a hell yes, do this, absolutely best thing ever, even if it's crazy, 
or I get a no, do not do this. You are insane. The red flag, red flag, run. And I was getting all the hell yes. The full body, you know, my emotions, my mental, my heart, my gut, everything was in alignment saying this is what you're supposed to do, even though you have no clue how you're going to make this work. Now, that being said, I wasn't making a horrible financial decision because I had the money to pay the rent. It was just more than I wanted to spend, quite a bit more than I wanted to spend, and it was going to increase my overhead. And one of the reasons I've always had such a profitable business is because I've kept my overhead very low. And over the years, I had really invested my money for my business, um, one, in paying myself well, but also in workshops and continuing ed to keep my skills honed and and increase my skills as well as the software that I use because I'm big into technology and I want to work well with my clients and I work remotely with clients all over the U.S. So technology is big to make sure that the process is smooth not only for them but also for me. And, you know, remember, I was the only employee of my business at this time and so I had created and crafted things to work well for me. So this was going to be a big jump. So I hired an employee, my first employee full time right off the bat. I had dabbled with contractors in the past, but they never really worked out uh, for what I was needing. And so I hired my first full time employee. I just jumped in and did it. Now, to give you some background, I have managed people on and off, you know, for 30 plus years um, in accounting. And I hate it. I absolutely hate uh, being a supervisor of anyone. It's probably the least fun thing I've ever done because one, people are messy and they come with so many things and so much baggage and expectations. And, you know, that's the part of work I never liked. I love numbers. I love administrative tasks. I love working on things, but even working sometimes with my own clients is draining because I'm an introvert, which a lot of people are like, there's no way you're an introvert. You're so friendly. You're so outgoing. You're so open. And yes, I am, but I'm an introvert. And an introvert simply means that I gain my energy from being alone, being in my own head, being in my own space with quiet and chill <laughs> that's me. That's how I refresh. I don't refresh by being in a group of people. I don't get excited um, talking with people uh, unless I'm really excited about what we're talking about. And, and I do love that. I love talking with clients. I love talking with them about their numbers and their businesses. And I love, I do get excited working with clients and watching their businesses grow. But at the same time, all those meetings, all those conversations, whether they be on Zoom, in person, on the phone, whatever, they drain me. And so I have to do things to refresh and replenish myself or I just get burnt out on talking to people. And talking on the phone is one of my least favorite things to do because it's a time suck. It just takes so much time out of my day. And for me, I see, you know, being in the business, doing things is a lot more productive than talking on the phone. Although a lot of times I have to do it. 
So I, you know, again, I jumped into this. I said, we're going to do this. So then things started aligning, right? Um, I hired my first employee, full-time employee. I went and looked at the um, space on the uh, Sunday night. I was moving in on Tuesday morning. (laughs) I had paid my deposit, done my background check, credit check, all that, had all that done, had delivered the first month's rent and the deposit and had gotten the keys. And I started moving in and, you know, the space needed, it was beautiful and uh, the paint was fresh, but the one wall was like hunter green and I'm like, oh my God, it's the worst color to me. I hate green. I absolutely hate green. Um, Probably the only color I hate more than green is yellow and orange. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, we're not doing hunter green um, accent wall. And it was because prior to me, this was an Edward Jones financial office. Um, And so that was perfect for them. That's their colors. But for me, I was like, wow. And so my favorite color has always been, ever since I was a little bitty girl, as long as I can remember, blue. It's just the color that represents me in all shapes and forms. My personality, the way I think. To me, blue is very zen and very chill, but at the same time, very colorful. And I'm not talking about bright blue, but like a... I don't know, just uh, not a not a real pale blue either, but just blue, just the ocean colors. I think of it, you know, the blues of the ocean and the sky, the the grays that go with it, and so that's what I did for my office. We ended up painting everything uh, blues and grays. We did leave a lot of the tan color that was there simply because I didn't want to paint every wall in my office. But I painted those accent, those ugly hunter green accents walls. I painted them blue. I ended up painting my office at home the exact same shade of blue that I used at the office. And so I, you know, I did all that. I moved all my furniture that I had in my home office out and took it over there. And it was, you know, and which is massive furniture. I have a desk that is an eight person dining room table. Uh, it's a uh, rectangular table. It was bought from Ashley Furniture and it's beautiful and it's like reclaimed wood um, and it works great for my desk because I can put all my monitors and all my equipment on it and still have plenty of space. I moved that over there. I had a credenza. Um, I think I had like a couple of file cabinets and that was it. And I'm in a 1300 square foot space during the pandemic, no, mind you. So I end up First month, I spent most of my time and my new employees spent most of our time uh, painting, shopping, decorating, designing, getting this office outfitted because one, I got to figure out how am I going to afford this? And oh my gosh, people moving into a 1300 square foot office space and, and decorating it and picking the furniture and paying for the furniture is outrageous. And especially so during a pandemic when everything's on back order, things are shut down, nobody wants to deliver um, inside because, you know, that this is during the time of the full-on mask and people were on lockdown and they were still in their homes and most people weren't working. And so, yeah, I had to figure out how to pay for all this, which was a great exercise in uh, financial management <laughs> and, you know, 
robbing Peter to pay Paul, so to speak, credit cards and, you know, credit lines and different things. And how am I going to make back this money and all that kind of stuff. But I had a vision and I knew this was the time to do it. And I'm really glad that I did it during that time. Because here's the truth of the matter. The world, for the most part, was shut down. Um, And from August to December, the office was, you know, pretty quiet. We didn't have a lot of foot traffic. Uh, It gave me a great time to really focus on getting settled in, getting the furniture. Like I said, it took me a month just to get the bulk of the furniture. It was probably another two months to get everything really fleshed out. And I don't think I stopped buying my last piece of furniture until probably about six months in. Because, you know, there were things I thought I could do without and I just couldn't. I ended up having to get some more file cabinets. File cabinets, y'all, are super expensive. The lateral file cabinets, they're outrageous. Um, I found one on uh, Facebook for 75 bucks, And, you know, I am so grateful to my husband who, if it hadn't been for him, I would have probably spent many more thousands of dollars on this office because he repaired things that were broken. He put together all the furniture, which came in pieces, by the way, and put together chairs and hung pictures and painted and, you know, replaced broken doorknobs and put locks on doors that didn't have locks and just all kinds of things because he's super handy and he knows how to do everything it seems like so he was just there every day and he would bring food to the office you know and he still does I mean we're in April of 2022 and the man still brings me lunch all the time breakfast dinner you name it whatever I need like I said it's very close to our house and he works from home so a lot of days I pack my lunch and take it to work but there's a lot of days you know, I run out the door and I forget, or I think, oh man, I don't know what I'm going to eat today. We didn't have any leftovers. And he calls me and is like, hey, I fixed you something. (laughs) So he really takes care of me in that respect. And so I, I, I just learned so much about all of that during that time. And then we hit January and man, did the business start picking up. And then We went through all of 2021, and that was a wild ride. 2022 has been a wild ride so far. And like I said, in further podcast episodes, I want to unpack all the different lessons I've learned and the things that I have learned in growing this business. I can say as of today, this business is more than double the size revenue-wise as it was in August of 2020. And I have two full-time staff and a part-time staff person right now. So I went from working out of my home, I was the only employee. And when I say two full-time staff and a part-time staff, that's besides me. So I still work in the business um, 100%. And so really there's three full-time people. And I don't even call myself a full-time person because frankly, I work all the time. Um, you know, that's my thing is taking downtime. I have to, which is what I'm doing right now. I have taken the week off of work. And what am I doing? Recording podcast episode and working on content for the website. Um, Cause I'm getting ready to do a website refresh with um, a fabulous girl boss in our area. She's rebranding my website, Mallory Slaybaugh. And, you know, I, yeah, I just have a hard time taking a break 
or maybe taking a break completely from work because I do enjoy my job and I enjoy working on my business, not just in it. So I do want to unpack, though, over these next episodes, all the things I've learned about staffing, working with employees, um, you know, what it takes to grow a business, all those crazy things that you have to do um, to get marketing out there and advertising to get the word out, handling stress, you know, and handling the growth and how do you slow the growth down without stopping it? How do you manage all you've got going on? And how do you manage the mental chatter that comes up? Because there's a lot of that. So I hope you'll stick with me on this ride and and listen as I share these lessons, because I got a lot coming for you. Thank you for listening to the Blackburn Boss Podcast. If you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review, that would be so helpful. Leaving reviews on iTunes actually boosts the podcast and has it shown to more people and puts it in the rotation of iTunes so that it gets out there and we get known and we get more listeners. So if you could go do that today, that would be amazing. If you want to check us out further, you can follow us on the web at www www.blackburnconsultingnc.com or you can find me on Instagram at Blackburn Boss. Have a great day.